0: you have the chance to win a spring super sweeps from LAist. Donate $60 for one entry to win a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Check out all the other prizes too when you donate now at laist.com slash sweeps.
1: Sometimes the biggest stories are under your nose all the time. From L.A.S. Studios, I'm John Raby. Welcome to Off Ramp. Before I tell you about this week's show, make sure to go back and check out the last two shows. Some pretty good stuff. My interview with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar about his foray into Sherlockiana.
2: They called it Sherlock Holmes Theater. I used to watch it with uh, some of my boys uptown
3: in, uh, in Manhattan.
1: And also an interview with the late, great saxophone giant Big J McNeely. Yeah, well, you know, I had to
3: look sharp for you cats, you know what I mean, you know. Especially when you meet some people like you guys' character, you got to be sharp. You can't come out in no raggedy clothes, man. you got to look good, right?
1: <laughs> so go back in the queue, check those out after you've listened to this episode, the jumping off point for which is an article on L.A.S. that starts like this. If seeing Los Angeles International Airport fills you with anxiety, sorry, I should have given you a trigger alert there. Uh, But this is a piece by Caitlin Hernandez called LAX Explained, Your Guide to Navigating the West Coast's Most Infuriating Airport. And it's a long and fascinating history and guide to one of the world's busiest airports. It starts way back in 1835 when Mexico gave the land to a ranchero named Antonio Ignacio Avila takes us through the years it was called Mines Field, named for a realtor. The rivalry with Burbank in the 1930s and 40s, to its eventual dominance and development into the frustrating giant we know today. You can read it all at LAS.com, including the part where the airport subsumed an entire neighborhood. In one of the few instances I know of, a public domain being used to clear out a rich neighborhood. This neighborhood was called Surfridge, and you can still peek at it through the cracks in the fence on the other side of the road from Dockweiler State Beach. It's basically what L.A. will look like a few months after the apocalypse. Off-Ramp's James Kim reported on Surfridge back in 2008.
0: Author Denise Hamilton's book, Damage Control, is about buried secrets in L.A., so it was natural for her to set the climax in Surfridge.
3: We were on Sandpiper Lane now. This was a neighborhood of street grids and lights and fire hydrants, but no houses or people, just cracked concrete foundations where homes had once stood. What is this place? I said. The whole development was fenced off by rusting barbed wire and signs that said, no trespassing, danger, do not enter. Isn't it cool, said Annabelle, it's like a doomed, forgotten city right in the middle of L.A. To me, this was extraordinary because it was it was the archaeological ruins of a neighborhood in the middle of a city, which no longer existed. But it kind of imprinted in my mind as this ghost town right at the fringe of the continent.
0: Surfridge began in the 1920s when Fritz Burns, a young realtor from Minneapolis, developed the land into a neighborhood for the wealthy. Cecil B. DeMille and Carmen Miranda owned homes in Surfridge, but as the city began to prosper, so did the airport across the street. A man named David Dukesher is trying to rescue Surfridge from oblivion. I
2: was appalled, there's no other word for it, appalled by the lack of knowledge
0: that locals, so-called, had of our town. Duke grew up in Playa del Rey, but now lives in Westchester, just a few miles north of Surfridge. He's written nine books on LAX and the surrounding neighborhoods, and has been collecting newspaper articles and vintage maps of Surfridge for over 15 years. He was in high school in the 70s, as his neighbors and classmates were losing their homes as LAX expanded.
2: And I remember it very, very clearly, you know, mother, I remember my own mother you know rallying the neighbors together and saying, "You know, we have to fight this initiative, whatever initiative it was at the time." And getting together and they were they they you know, they would meet in town halls, they'd meet in church halls, they would meet in in people's front rooms and say, "You know, we don't want to see our street be wiped off the face of the map."
0: As LAX grew closer to Surfridge, noise from the jets rattled the windows of the homes. In the 60s and early 70s, the airport purchased all the houses there began clearing them off the land and fenced off the deserted town. I met Dukeshire at a coffee shop in Playa del Rey and then drove towards Surfridge.
2: People talk about the homes being demolished. Many of them weren't, they were moved. So okay. that's, that's, that's a Surfridge home right there.
0: Oh my gosh.
2: Anyway, here we come, here we come down this beautiful street and here we are.
0: It's
2: crazy. We come, we come down and uh,
0: and it stops, it ends, it's dead, it's over creepy to just look into it and see nothing. When just right across the street you just see these million dollar homes.
2: They went in, maybe it's 20 years ago, some government agency gave some local agency $600,000 to go in and remove all of the non-native plants because they were supposedly evasive to the dunes and evasive to the wildlife and and yet, you know, they they left the streets and the and the in the street lights and the pipes and the curbs and the
0: yeah, it's just I mean it's crazy. It just looks like I don't even know. It's just roads. <laughs> it's roads and buckwheat and this turd. Was, this was paradise. Right
2: here we were looking at it was absolute paradise. It was 3 miles from the home I grew up in and this was our backyard, this is where we came, we surfed. And uh, if this land, if we were in the south of France or for God's sake, Manhattan Beach, try to put a number on that. Until you're there, until you're driving around and see the streets and see the lampposts and see the location and say, where'd it go? You, You don't understand it, you can't understand it. It's something you have to see.
0: For photos of LA's ghost town, Surfridge, go to kpcc.org slash offramp. For Offramp, I'm James Kim, 89.3 KPCC. That piece
1: originally aired back in 2008, and that will do it for this week's Offramp, a production of Elias Studios with theme music by Feslian Studios. I'm John Raby, and I'll catch you next week on the Offramp.
2: This program is made possible in part by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting a private corporation funded by the American people.